Hello everybody, welcome to Warcast. My name is Tyler. My name is Richard. My name is James. Alright, so what y'all think about Multiverse of Madness? I think it was, uh, I think as a person who, who loves Dungeons and Dragons and like magic, I think it was really great. I think it's my probably one of my least favorite Marvel movies. So, obviously yeah. Tyler's opinion doesn't matter in this scenario. <laughs> no, um, I, I think it's I think it's great. I just don't I don't view it as a Marvel movie. Uh, I think that's what makes it a great movie is that it doesn't follow the same Mar- Marvel like outline. Yeah. Well, I I I love the the magic that was presented in it. So we're going to talk about spoilers, right? Yeah, we're we're, okay. we're just going to have to can't talk about movies without spoilers. Yeah, of course not. Of course, um, of course Like, Necromancy Strange and the cloak that he did, mm-hmm. I I could just picture that like on a magic card or something, and that that really hit that sweet spot for yeah. me. I really liked, like the art of that, of the, all the hands and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's just, I don't know, it was a good visual, and I just, like I said, if you just took screenshots of parts of Strange and put them on magic cards, it wouldn't... It wouldn't jar me in any way. No, uh, I think you know, Zombie Strange would be great for a magic card. I think it'd be awesome because he's uh, the cool, he's one of the coolest characters. I, I would really love to see like a or or you know like or Agent Carter <laughs> cut in half. That's what I really like to see. It's got partner mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Carter's legs. Agent Carter's front part. I don't know. Torso. Whatever. Um. So yeah, I thought it. I really liked it. I really liked that they went a different direction. They made it more dark. I really liked that um, Black Adam. He just like got killed. Like he's oh, dead. You know. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. But and I love that John Krasinski is dead. You know, he's only one of my favorite character, one of my favorite actors. I love that he's dead. Um, I love that Professor X died for the third time in uh, Marvel franchise, but. uh but yet, it still all made sense and was like very refreshing movie to um, me. But there was rumors that that uh, Ghost Rider would be in this movie. That show, uh, Inhumans. Apparently, the dude who played Black Bolt is from Inhumans. No, I said Black Adam. I'm a freaking idiot. I meant Black Bolt. Yeah. Edit that. Um, <laughs> Don't make me look stupid. Edit that. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> Don't make me look stupid. Um. No, but I think it was great. I, I loved it, but like I said, it just, like, I don't know. It didn't scratch that, like, typical Marvel movie itch for me, but it's definitely something I, I love seeing from, like, again, that kid who, who grew up reading, like, Lord of the Rings and loving fantasy so much, and it really felt nice to finally have that representation from it, I guess. Um, Raimi's always been a great film director from Evil Dead, the original Spider-Man trilogy, I like seeing those Evil Dead references sprinkled throughout as well. Honestly, you know, Drag Me to Hell, that was probably the best one, you know. But, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I was really hoping to see more cameos, though. I was really hoping to see some of the more darker people, like... Uh, um, Iron Man was supposed to be in it. It was supposed to be that uh, Tom Cruise. But it didn't happen because of scheduling. Yeah, I bet Tom Cruise also had a little bit to do to that. He's like, oh, i got to do Maverick right now. i got to be Maverick for Top Gun. He was filming. He was filming a movie. They're making a movie. Top Gun. It was Top Gun. Yeah, Maverick. Top Gun. It was Top Gun. Are you, are, bro? I got a question. Do you really not know about Top Gun coming out? It literally comes out this weekend. No dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> dead it was. It was a literal commercial in front of the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. It was. It definitely 
only one. Not the South Carolina one. It was exactly. like, he's like, I drove it was like it was literally like Minions Two, <laughs> like something else, and then the movie. And I had like no commercials. Top Gun Maverick. That was the other one. Probably. But there, there was an empty seat, and it was supposed to be him in it. Really? In the Illuminati. Mm. Who well, would he have been? Um, I was really hoping Iron Man. Mm. Tom, Tom Cruise is the original person that wanted to that was going to be Iron Man. Well, I was really hoping to see like Ghost Rider or mm-hmm. um, where they like hinted at Blade and um, Daredevil. Well, Daredevil, I would like to see him again. But did you see at the end of Eternals where they're like hinted at? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name though. Black Knight. That was it. Something like that. I don't know. I don't care enough to like <laughs> research it and be right for this podcast. This is our first one. I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, it was Black Knight. Black Knight. Okay, I was right. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm, was really... I'm excited for that future, though. Because we got Moon Knight coming. That was, like, amazing. Loved. Definitely my favorite Marvel show. Then we went on to... And then Daredevil's now in the thing because of uh, Spider-Man. And then we got Blade because he was... You heard his voice at the end. Plus, you know, they've confirmed it. And then Black Knight. And then it's like, I'm ready for Ghost Rider. Where's he at? And that's what I was hoping to have in this movie is Ghost Rider cameo. So he just comes through and watch. But then. Would you want it to be Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider? Or yeah, definitely else? Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it would have been great if it was Nicolas Cage. He's, like a, he, he's a really great actor. He did. Uh, after. <laughs> he's a really great actor. He did, he's a really great actor. He did uh, He did that movie about a year ago, a couple years ago, about like truffle hunting. And it was really good. Because he like lost this pig that helps him truffle hunt. It's truffle hunt. Like, uh, searching for mushrooms and stuff. What, the, what was the name of this movie? Was uh, it called Pig? There was I, a movie called Pig. I think Pig. it might have been Pig, yeah. There was a movie called Pig. I uh, should have watched it. I really want to see Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland? I yeah, that one I definitely yeah, want to see. Yeah, it was, you were right. It was Pig. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh, I watched man. the Dead Meat <laughs> I haven't watched it yet because I want to watch it. Oh, I I watched it, um, not sober, and it was really funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excited. For, I'm excited to watch it, but I haven't. Like, it took me six months to watch Halloween, just because I get too bad in anxiety watching scary movies. Halloween Kills. Yeah, yeah, Halloween Kills, which you know. But yeah, I really thought it was a good movie. I really liked. I really liked that they were not will. They were willing just to kill people off and. And like they're and gruesome too. Yeah, like they're like, oh, let's do Evil Dead and just mix it into Marvel, because even like even like Army of Darkness vibes <coughs> with those like demons that were trying to grab Doctor Strange. I really like that. The, they that look visual so weird. Yeah, they really look like like things that would come from Army of Darkness, which is probably my favorite horror movie franchise. Is the Evil Dead movies? I love them. Um, that dude who. Played in Ash vs. Evil Dead was did the cameo right? Yeah, he's in he's in every Sam Raimi movie. That's, that's crazy, really. What was he in Spider Man? He was a uh, Mysterio technically. He but, was the uh, clerk or something. Yeah, he was he was a he was the wrestler. He was the guy who was doing the wrestling, like the mm-hmm. uh, umpire in the first one. I can't remember what he was in Wait, the second one. He was Mysterio. One. He was supposed to be. He was oh, supposed okay. to be getting arrested in Spider Man Four, and at the beginning of it, he was supposed to get arrested, and he was going to be Mysterio. Is what we found out. That's really cool. I like that. I like the thought. Of that. Well, I thought the fourth one was supposed to be about Carnage, though. It was. I mean, he was. He wasn't gonna be a main character. He was just gonna be another cameo. Because every Sam Raimi movie has a cameo of, of um, Ash, pretty much. Oh, so he was in like Mysterio and Spider Man would already beat him, and he was just yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like the Rhino thing from Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Too. The amazing looking Rhino. The, the amazing 
Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man too. Um, but I will say, like, I I was putting down hands down my favorite Marvel movie was, still probably is, Spider-Man No Way Home. But I love, um, I love this movie a lot. I do think it definitely took a different <clears throat> direction and made the made it more grounded. And I think they're really evolving with the people that they that's grown up with Marvel. Because when the first Marvel movie came out, which was Iron Man, I was seven years old. I'm 21 now. So, that is that is one of those things that's like, it's evolving, and I really think that's a good thing for it to evolve with the audience that it's been growing, that's been growing up with the Marvel movies. Yeah, I think, uh, I, re- I really liked Moon Knight kind of for that reason, because I felt like it was interesting to kind of, kind of dive deep into the insanity aspect of it. Um, versus like, wait, we never would have seen that like years ago. They nah. never, they were never would have touched either of these last two projects that they've done. They never would have touched on anything near as close as this. Yeah. I think I think the closest we've gotten was probably the the original X Men trilogy was them killing off people and Logan, of course. Yeah, which and which wasn't even Marvel Studios like, and that's what I really like that Marvel Studios is now realizing, hey, we're at a point now. Where we're kind of our own thing, we can make movies for more for adults, more teen, adult oriented, rather than having to be family friendly for everything. Like we don't have to Disneyfy everything we do, which is good because I I, I do like the balance between uh, like No Way Home was without a doubt still a very Marvel like movie. Um, still great. It was amazing. It, like that. That's what I'm saying. That it's my favorite Marvel movie. But you compare that to. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is just it's it's too different. There's yeah, no there's no way to compare them. Yeah, there's definitely a difference there where it's very it's we're at a point which I'm glad like with Shang Chi it was more like a martial arts movie and like Marvel's been doing that a lot but it's really changed up for Phase Four. Like Phase Four is now a like you had a like a action movie then you have a martial arts action movie. You have a horror movie. You have a team-up movie. You have Eternals, which is garbage movie. You always gotta have that one in there. And but still, it's like I'm just excited to see where the future goes with Doctor Strange, with with these other characters. Hopefully, Ghost Rider's coming soon with Blade and all this because now we've seen what Marvel's willing to push out there and what they're willing to do i'm really like now i'm like oh blade they're going to work blade out there there's going to be like yeah there might not be as much blood and stuff as we want but i see them taking blade in a more pg-13 direction like they took this one i'm interested to see how they handle love and thunder because i'm wondering now is is love and thunder gonna play it safe or are they gonna actually like i personally think I personally think that Love and Thunder will play it safe, um, but like kind of like Ragnarok, where it played it safe, but still had, but it was very funny, still for, kid friendly and stuff, but it still had a few jokes in there for the parents. I do agree a bit. I think I think uh, I think they're too scared to mess with Thor right now, because those first two Thor movies are not the best. <laughs> we are not going to get into that. I can rant all day about this. One of my friends said that Thor The Dark World, they'd rather watch it five times over than watch Ragnarok again. Okay, that person is insane. Because Rag- I actually cannot tell you everything that happens in Thor The Dark World. I can tell you 
I can't even tell you the villain's name. I I did not. Uh, I can. I, every time I because I played Lego Marvel Superheroes. <laughs> His all, name's Malika. Only time. Only when I go back and rewatch the Marvel movies, I do not rewatch Thor in the Dark World because I'm just like it's boring. I do not feel like watching it. I'll go through and watch a YouTube video that like explains it in five minutes, and that's what I do. How often do you rewatch the Marvel movies? Uh just about every time a new one comes out. Oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. Like most time, I just rewatch them like once every few years or so, like just start over. Um, there's a few, but something, but like I always get refreshers because I'm always watching other videos on YouTube and stuff where it's like all things you might have missed out in in Iron Man or something like that, or hey, things you might want to know before so and so comes out, so you can get that refresher. Now, granted, with Doctor Strange, like that would have been one that I'd be like, okay, I'll rewatch Doctor Strange. I'm not gonna rewatch Doctor Strange and Infinity War and Endgame and Spider Man and everything just to get back. So I know the whole story. It was one of those things where I'm like, you can watch Doctor Strange. You don't have to watch Spider-Man to know because they pretty much tell you what they know from Spider-Man. You gotta watch WandaVision though. Yeah, you do definitely need to watch. You don't have to. You can watch the Cliff Notes version, but WandaVision, in my opinion, was still a good show. I talk crap about it because, you know, it did hit that point of where the Marvel's where the Marvel shows hit. Mm-hmm. Like they're like really good. But then they just don't stick the landing, like, ever. Loki? That's the size point. Loki did. Honestly, think Moon Knight hit the landing. But. Yeah. I really like the way they set up the future with Moon Knight. I would have yeah. wanted another episode. I, I, I feel like I feel like I, an episode seven was almost necessary. When I watched, I really wish they would have pushed it out eight episodes. Because I really wish that last episode would have went from just being that to being more. But I was very happy with how it ended. I was very happy with what we got. But I also do feel like we built very... Like, we kept building just to get the villain for one episode and then gone. Episode 5, best Marvel episode ever. Ever, period. But then we get episode 6, and it's just like... Probably the best Marvel thing we've ever received, period. Like, even... Even in-game and stuff was not as good as that episode 5 character development and the acting and everything in that episode. That episode was so good. From a writing standpoint, I do agree. I think I think No Way Home was a little bit more hype for me, personally. Well, No Way Home is... Def- I, was, I have never been so excited for a movie in my life as I was for No Way Home. Like, I had bought my tickets literally the day they came out. I've never done that in my whole entire life for a movie. And then that movie... I was like, I'm going to go see it as soon as it comes out. I found the soonest showing I could to have the best seats, and I got that showing, and we went and seen it. And I was super hyped. I was cheering when Andrew came out. I was cheering when Toby came out. I was cheering when they were together. I was cheering when everyone else was cheering. I was crying when MJ almost died. I was crying when Aunt May died. I was crying when Peter's like, hey, happy. And he's like, who are you, you idiot? I was crying and everything. It was a great movie. I loved it. It was definitely my childhood coming all the way up to now being like, okay, this is like our magnum opus for Spider-Man. There's not going to be nothing better than this. I don't see how they could ever top it, but if they did top it, it'd be whatever. But I I just don't see them topping a Spider-Man movie like that. That was the best Spider-Man movie you could ever produce. I think uh, I think for me personally, if I had to go by like rewatchability in terms of that aspect, 
I think I'd probably put Spider-Verse a little bit above it. Like the Spider-Verse, like the animated movie? Mm-hmm. Definitely loved it. Such uh, a good movie. I think I think for me, that one just like... It had, it had a very good story, but also they were able to pull... They were able to pull... Anim- like, with animation, you can do a whole lot more than I feel like you could with live action. Yeah. But with the live action, the stuff they were able to pull, the people they were able to pull from, I just feel like that was like the best thing they could have done. Oh, yeah. Live action-wise, it's definitely better. I'm just saying, like, for me, Spider-Verse just like... I don't know. I like I liked Miles so much as a character. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really glad Homecoming never did the the Uncle Ben thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was so kind of I think everybody was kind of sick of that that same second thing. I do I do really like that it took a three arc like three chapters to finish the first part of that story. And yeah. I'm very excited for the future for Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Have y'all heard that fact that like the reason he doesn't use the advanced suit anymore is because because he got all of his like stuff wiped, it like the suit doesn't recognize his facial yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's such, I always I remember finding out about that. I love that. Oh, well, he had to make his original suit. Yeah, 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 it was so and, good. And I really do think I'm really excited for the future. I'm excited for multiverse, um, for the the uh, Spider Verse uh, two, or whatever it's called. Um, into the into the Spider Verse or whatever I think it's into the Spider Verse. Um, even though it got pushed back, I'm excited for that. It don't get it got pushed back till um, it got pushed back till next year I think. So I'm excited, still excited for that though. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for Love and Thunder. The Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in there, which I love. The Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the actors in it. I love everything about it, and they're going to be in it. But I'm feeling like they're just going to be in it for a little bit. I loved Ragnarok. It's definitely probably the most rewatchable Marvel movie for me. Which, No Way Home? No, definitely Ragnarok. I think it is the most rewatchable for me. Just because of how it can just... You don't have to see anything else to see that. Like, with No Way Home, it's definitely... Yeah, I can sit here and watch it. But I'm like, if I want to sit down with a friend and watch it, they're going to be like... They, and they didn't watch Toby, and they didn't watch Andrew, then they're going to be like, oh, what's this, you know? Um, it's definitely, I think, Ragnarok has the most rewatchable rewatchability, plus Tiger Watiti. I'm such a big fan of Tiger Watiti. I love his shows. I love his movies. I love everything he's done. Um, he's super funny. He's, he's such a cool dude in real life. He's a guy I would want to meet. There's very few people I would want to meet in real life, and he's one of them. What do you think of uh, and circling back to Guardians a little bit? What do you think of uh, James Gunn and like Peacemaker and all that? Oh, uh, that is, oh my gosh! Did you like Peacemaker? Peacemaker was. I never watched Peacemaker. Oh my gosh! Uh. Richard, Richard missed out. But Peacemaker <laughs> is so good. I have the theme song on my on my playlist. Is such is probably one of the best DC thing. See DC, DC is getting a bad rap, right? But DC has this last year. Produced some of the best stuff they've ever produced in their lives. They made the Batman, which I'm pretty sure. Have you seen it? Yo. Yeah. So we all seen it. We all know it was amazing and great. Definitely, if you missed out on the theater, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you probably would at home because the theater experience was probably the best. Because you see it on the big screen is, in my opinion, always better for a movie to make a bigger impact on you. But super great. Um, then you seen Suicide Squad. Literally, probably one of the best. James Gunn is a great director. He knows what he's doing with characters. 
and that movie was so good. It was so funny. I was not a fan of Peacemaker, though. I wasn't when we watched the movie. And You're talking about Suicide Squad? Yeah. And then, but then when he was able to turn Peacemaker from a character I did not really care about into a character I love now. Like, I, when those pops come out, I'm going to get every pop because that's how much I love it. Vigilante is probably one of my... Oh, definitely. His banter and, like, the way they actually, like... Because I feel like, I, and I mean this in a nicer way, I feel like James Gunn has a really good handle on how, like, that that Marvel gag and banter way is, but he does it in so much more of, like, a tasteful way that it's not annoying on rewatches. Like, you don't sit there in Guardians 1 and 2 and, like, groan at their jokes. Yeah. But if if you're rewatching like if you're watching like Homecoming or something, sometimes you're like, Oh, mm, that one didn't land yeah. quite as well. Well and that's the thing with James Gunn I really like is he appreciates the smaller people. Like he brought Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm gonna be honest, I've never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before before James Gunn brought him to yeah. the Marvel. And I'm like and then they, he made them a household name. He made them uh, a team that people love seeing. They they're on shirts. They're on you know different things. They're on lunch boxes. You know you don't you like an Iron Man. You expect you know you expect a Spider Man. You expect that. But you don't expect Guardians of the Galaxy, a comic book that I've never heard of. Like Richard, have you ever heard of them before that? No, I've not. Tyler, no. So nobody ever heard of them before this. But yet then James Gunn was able to just jump in there, make it. And the same thing with Suicide Squad. Like we've seen it fail. Like we all seen really that bad. awful, or that awful, that awful DC movie that they're yeah. like, yeah. And then he still was able to take some of those characters out of that movie and put them into a good movie. And you're like, holy crap! I actually enjoy Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Like, like Birds of Prey. I was like, Birds of Prey was pretty good, and but I didn't want to watch it because I was like. It's going to be the same girl from Suicide Squad, which was not a great movie. I don't know if I want to see it. But Birds of Prey, then I waited. It came out. I watched it on DVD or whatever. And it was good. And I was like, man, I'm over here judging this. And then I'm like, let me watch Suicide Squad because I'm excited because of James Gunn. I would have not watched it if it wasn't for James Gunn. If people, like, in my opinion, if people did not know James Gunn was attached, the movie wouldn't have done as good as it did. And it still didn't do nearly as good as it should have because it is honestly... In my opinion, I think it's my favorite DC movie ever produced. Um, this is a weird question, but I, I do want to ask. I do want to ask both of you guys. Do you think comic books, or not comic books, but like comic book movies in general, are becoming more niche to the point where like they're starting to alienate certain people? I I think actually the I think the opposite has happened, where there's people who. I think we're at a point now where comic book movies and superheroes and stuff like that is such a norm now. Like, there's so many more coming out than there was. Like, because look at Phase 1 and Phase 2 of Marvel. You were getting a movie maybe every two, About two, two years. years. Yeah. Stuff like that. Then you got, then you started turning into two a year, three a year. Now we're, now we're getting four a year plus the Marvel shows. And now I'm thinking it is becoming... Yeah, I think it's really hard for certain people to be able to jump into, like, go and watch Multiverse of Madness. I think it's hard to be able to just jump in that. That's the great thing about Multiverse of Madness is it was able to stand on its own and it did not have to worry about the rest of the Marvel world. Yeah, it had a few things you needed to know, but, like, it didn't. you didn't have to go in there knowing that 
Spider-Man happened. You didn't have to know that. You didn't have to know this, that Doctor Strange 1 happened. You didn't have to know some of this other stuff. You didn't have to know Infinity War happened. Now, granted, knowing that would have made more of the certain spots of the movie make more sense to you. But I definitely don't think it was something you needed to know. And I think it's getting harder on people because the 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 like it went from 23 movies. Now we're at like 28 movies or something that you've had you need to watch to watch every Marvel movie, not including five different TV shows on their Disney Plus exclusives that you have to watch to know all the Marvel stuff. Plus, not even including the little shorts and not including the Netflix shows and all that. So, I think it is like alienating those people who are like just now finding out about it. But I don't think it's alienating them to a point where they're not going to watch. Because obviously, people are watching. Like, people watch Endgame. It's obviously the biggest movie. It was the, one of the biggest movies of all time. People were able to watch it. But I do think we're at a different point now. Um, now, with uh, like Spider-Man, it was still one of the biggest movies of all time. It's the one. It's the movie that brought back theaters after the pandemic. Is what you know. That's what people are saying. And I do think that it was definitely a movie that, like, helped because of nostalgic feelings. Same thing with Endgame. Some people saw Iron Man one, but they never seen any of the rest. But then they went and seen that movie because everyone was talking about it. And I think it's a... I think, yeah, they felt a little alienated with that. Where they're just like, oh, I need to watch so many movies. But yet, Marvel's doing a really good job at trying to make these movies stand alone. Where you didn't have to see it. Now, yes, you need to know the snap occurred for anything in Phase 4. But knowing the snap occurred... If you don't know the snap occurred, then you're an idiot because you didn't watch Endgame. And you're the only person... Who hasn't watched Endgame? Because literally it made... It was the biggest grossing movie of all time. Do we know when Moon Knight is in the series right now? Moon Knight technically is not part of Marvel right yeah, now. it's separated. It's technically it really? separate. But it's separated from the MCU. Which... Really? It's okay. it, From what, what they're talking is it's separated. But the speculation is that it's going to be put into a spot as soon as they get through. Because um, they wanted to... For... Emmy Award or some kind of award. Oh, they wanted an award show for it. Yeah, they wanted to put it on an award show for it. So they wanted. To What's do his that. name? Uh, what was the guy's name who did it? Uh, I'm just gonna call him Poe from <laughs> from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Um, oh God, his his performance was he he so did so stellar. Mark Spector and Steven. <laughs> we don't know his name. Crap! What is uh, his name? What's his name? Oscar. Figure Isaac. out his name. Oh, Oscar Isaac. That's Oscar it. Isaac. Oscar I, I Isaac. Was Oscar, Oscar Isaac has played in other movies and they've been good. He is a very good actor. I I personally could not play three different roles. He was good. Spoiler in Dune. alert! Spoiler alert! He was three different roles. Roles. He was really good in Dune. I so, liked him in Dune. <laughs> this is a controversial topic, but uh, I have not seen Dune. He's gonna be in the new Spider Verse movie. Oh yeah, he plays. He plays. One yeah, of he the, voice acts one of the guys. Uh, he voice he acts uh, 19, uh, 19, 2099. No, no, oh, the older. Oh, he no, voices twenty ninety nine. I thought you were gonna say the nineteen. Noir, Noir, is Noir Cage. is Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, we have. Shout out to Nick. Um, <laughs> shout out to Nick. But um, shout out to the boy Nick. But For yeah, pig. so, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if you guys don't know, what are you trying to find out? I can't find out who he was in the X-Men. It just says... He like, was Apocalypse? No, there's no way yeah, Oscar Isaac Apocalypse. was in Apocalypse. Yeah. What are you talking about? He was. What? So, uh, if you guys don't know about me and Richard, uh, we own a trading card store together. Uh, it's called Flashpoint Games. It's located in North Carolina. Uh, it's in a small town called Jonesville. So, um, if you guys ever are in the area, you can always stop by and visit us. Um, Stop by and dox us. But uh, so this is where we where our expertise is, as in trading cards. Plus, we know a lot about Marvel. We're we're pretty big nerds. Obviously, if we're gonna spend all of our time at a trading card store and make that a business, and hopefully one day a career for us. Um, so we're gonna move into trading cards right now. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about MetaZoo, uh, a lot about Magic, because there's a lot of stuff that came out about Magic. So um, let's just jump right into the magic right quick. So with with today as we're recording this, uh, May twelfth. Gosh, it's it's really late in the year. Um, <laughs> we are um, we just had our sneak peek of Double Masters twenty twenty two, Dominaria United. Uh, they teased something called Project Lacrosse and a couple other things. And we also got our release dates for Warhammer precons uh, coming to Magic, which. As a person who loves 40k um, and has dedicated a lot of time to learning about 40k, I, I love the fact that we're finally getting news about it because that was announced in what late 2020. Yeah, it, um, it's been a it's been a while. I'm very excited about this because the secret layer is going to be orcs. I play orcs in 40k um, when I do play, um, but I do play orcs. Uh, I'm I. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm really excited about these decks coming out too, though. I'm really excited that they're going to give them their own thing. They're not putting out a set with these decks or anything like that. They're just putting out decks. They're putting out a secret lair. They're putting out a few other things, and that's it. And then, so I think that's really great to give it this own standalone so you don't have to worry about, like with me being a D&D &D fan, I collected that whole set. Yeah, Forgotten for, Realms. Forgotten yeah. Realms, yeah. But now I don't have so much to collect with me being a Warhammer fan. And these Warhammer people might give them that open open door to go into Warhammer. I really don't want a Warhammer set. I know, <laughs> I know that's what I know that's what they're gonna push. Eventually, I hope I hope they don't. Uh, I really don't want a set where I have to set collect forty k. I I would probably end up doing it, but it just sounds like such a pain. I don't feel like it would sell well. Uh, compared to like, because I feel like even with that Lord of the Rings expansion that's coming up at some point, what was it? When Early 2023. Yeah, yeah, 2023. Uh, I feel like that sells better because it's still in that fantasy realm. But like, um, even yeah. if they did Sigmar, I still feel like it's too, it's too jarring and it's too different for them to do any, anything um, with. I'll say this. So I said this when The Walking Dead came out. I definitely thought The Walking Dead did not fit with magic, necessarily. Like, yeah, it had zombies, but magic has zombies, yes. That's But that's the only correlation. Lord of the Rings has so much that builds from magic, or magic builds from it. Yeah, magic And from. same thing, like, even like, they did that secret lair for, um, what was it? Stranger Things. I definitely don't think Stranger Things is something that correlates, but Stranger Things has teamed up with Wizards of the Coast for D&D because &D they have a D&D &D thing, but I don't think that 
Stranger Things necessarily correlates with magic just because it has humans. I'm like, How I Met Your Mother has humans in it, but I don't think that should be a magic set, you know? Well, like, you know, on, on building on that too, they confirmed that there would be, like, in-universe characters to do the same things as Stranger Things kids do. Like, yeah. From, and- from Secret Lair. And I feel like that's what the big Walking Dead problem was, is they didn't... They didn't say, yeah. okay, we're going to make this into a magic card later. So yeah. if you don't like the secret layer and you don't want to support us doing a crossover, you can just wait. Yeah, and kind of like what they did with Godzilla. I thought that was a really cool cool idea, really smart. Godzilla's um, possible. And with Dracula, I thought that was a really smart idea, what they did yeah. with Dracula. But then, I mean, like, I see why people was mad about The Walking Dead, but I do also see, like, this is probably was not the best idea. Just like... Like, I think they would have been better off, like Street Fighter, I think they would have been better off with with Mortal Kombat, because Mortal Kombat has that different lore, that whole, all that stuff about, you know, spellcasters and necromancy and stuff like that, rather than Street Fighter does. And I, I definitely do think that, you know, it don't, like, that's the thing, I just, I just really wish Street Fighter was not the one... That they would have picked for that next big thing. Um, but I am excited to see where they go with this stuff. I would love to see like Ninja Turtles and stuff. Now that things are just being pushed out. But I honestly just don't. I just don't feel like. Street Fighter. Stranger Things. All this other stuff was the right direction for some of that stuff. Um, something I'm a little concerned with. Is how close Double Masters is to. Um to Baldur's Gate. That is definitely going to be a pain. Because everybody's going to spend all their money on Baldur's Gate. Or they're going to push, we're going to push, try to get Baldur's Gate out. As a store owner, it's going to be kind of a pain because we're going to get all this Baldur's Gate out. And then the next weekend or the weekend after is going to be Double Masters. So it's just like, oh, all these people who have money who like get a check monthly or whatever, whatever their situation is. They're going to spend a lot of money on Baldur's Gate, or they're not going to spend a money, a lot of money on Baldur's Gate, and then they're going to do Double Masters because we're going to have a pre-release event, and then the next weekend another pre-release event for a different set. There I, is, uh, according to this, according to the site, uh, there's only four weeks between releases. Um, I I just feel like that's too, that's too close. I know Double <laughs> Masters is literally just reprints, yeah. but. July 8th, and then the other one comes out June 10th, a day before my birthday. So, Baldur's Gate... Not even a month. Oh, okay. No, they're not I thought, even doing I thought full... it was like the next weekend. I was I was, uh, I was under the impression it was literally like... Uh, June but... 24th is when we get all the cards revealed. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm just... I just don't feel... I honestly don't feel like it's the... Which, I mean, they've done it before. I think it's fine. Just because... But it does suck for our store owner because you're like... You put all this money out for a set, you get all your money back, then you have to put it all back out one more time for another set, and then keep moving forward with stuff like that. And, you know, with that, too, there's also, like, preview for Double Masters 2022 begins literally six days after Baldur's Gate comes out. Like, that's such a huge time frame to just, like, not work with. Um, I feel like they just keep pushing pushing it like they're like okay you got this new set now let's just go ahead and work on the next set instead of letting that set you know sit and marinate for a minute they're like no let's just keep moving you know we need to make money 
Something interesting to note. Uh, Dominaria United? Oh, this might be why they're doing that. Uh, so this is interesting. So if I'm reading this correctly, uh, those two cards, those two sets, uh, Baldur's Gate and Double Masters 2022, they're going to be the only sets until September. They'll have the Warhammer Precons come out in August. But it's late August. They're not going to have another set till September. Which is Dominaria United. Which is only still only two months away. Yeah, it comes out. It has a world release of September 9th. So yeah, it's only two months away. I feel like that's just a normal thing. Yeah, well... Uh, which mean, normally... In my, like, normally they do a... Like... Like a Commander Legends. They do something like that. Like, they do a set. They do, like, a supplement set. They do another set. They do a supplement set. They do another set supplement. And then go on forward. And I, it works out where they do, like, eight supplement sets. And, like, unlike last year, though. Last year they did, like, eight supplement... Or four supplement sets and five regular sets. This year they're doing four sets, four supplements. So it's, like, one each month and then one month off. And I think that's what they're doing this year. It's not a bad tactic, but it's just... It's just so much new magic. It keeps magic, you know, alive. It keeps things going. But it's just so much new magic moving Well, we constantly. saw something similar last year because they, they crammed, like, Strixhaven, Modern Horizons 2, mm-hmm. and AFR almost all into, like, and a two-month two months. Yeah. And, and, yeah, not even including, like, what they're doing with the decks that they do. Like, they do those Pioneer decks. They do those Standard decks. They, and then, like, now they're going to be putting out just a Commander's deck, you know. And it's just it's just so much stuff they're gonna be pushing out and doing, and it's just like I don't know I don't know how. I mean, people I are gonna, people are gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. You're gonna buy it. Richard's gonna buy it. Everybody's gonna buy it. I'm definitely gonna get double masters. So oh, yeah. people double people masters. are gonna get it. The money's gonna be there. It's just how long are they gonna? Are we everybody gonna keep buying it till they're like? I'm tired of all these new magic sets constantly coming out. Well, see, out. I feel like August through about Sorry. August through about uh, yeah, about midway through July to about early September, they just don't really do much in August. Because mm-hmm. last year they took kind of like they gave us a breather a little bit. I mean, when did Midnight Hunt release again? Uh, uh, Midnight it was Hunt October. Wasn't until like, yeah. Oh, Midnight Hunt. No, September. It was September. Uh, hold on a minute. So Midnight Hunt started on September twenty fourth. So they yeah, gave us about two months. They theoretically, because I thought they were supposed to come out together, but I think some things that changed and it wasn't. They didn't come out together. I mean, it wasn't even that big of a deal. They had less than a month between both of them, just kind of joining in. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? Anything that like you think you're gonna buy, like Dominaria United, Double Masters? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna get. I'm gonna definitely get stuff of everything. Um, Double Masters, I'm definitely going to be getting probably a lot of collectors from that. Um, just because I do know some of the reprints they're going to put out is going to be good ones most likely. Um, Dominary United, if it's anything like original Dominary, then it's going to be great. And hopefully it is. Hopefully they have a lot of good support for a lot of different things. Maybe Ape support so we can get an Ape deck. But... Hold on, I didn't even see this. Starting in Dominaria... Set boosters will come with a jumpstart booster. There will be set themed jumpstart packs. Like, 
That's just another thing for them to make it, more money on. It just feels like so much. But I, I think that's a like, smart idea. The jumpstart idea is a smart idea. I think it's a very good way to get people into the game. I think it's really smart because you can take two jumpstart packs, make a small deck, get into the game. I think that's a very smart idea, but I do think, and I think them using that as a way of getting, you know, putting out a set for that, like a, a whole box for that is something to do, but I think it should be its own thing. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. As someone who literally got into into Magic from Jumpstart, I liked the fact that I could go in, I could buy a Jumpstart, and regardless of what set it was, what theme it was, I knew I would be getting like something good to match together. This feels so tacked on to me. It feels like just another way to just make money, especially that it's themed Jumpstart packs now. So it's going to be like, it's going to be with every standard set from now on. And that just does not interest me. Um, like, that, and that unless not... Unless it's like taking the spot of the welcome packs or something like that, I don't. I don't think that's really the well, best like, idea. You know, we have Brothers War coming up in November. I'm excited for Brothers War. Yeah, um, but I'm really hoping. I'm there. really hoping that they reprint Urza Saga, or not Urza Saga, Urza, Urza the Planeswalker, or not the Planeswalker, the legendary creature. They, re I hope they do it in Double Masters. To be honest, I feel like they they definitely <laughs> probably could. They probably would do, but I don't know which one they would do it in. But I, I, I don't like, even know if they'd do it at all. I feel like for Brothers War, they're gonna make a new Urza. Yeah, they're definitely going to. Yeah. I don't see a reason for them to reprint. Though. Yeah, that makes sense. They'd yeah. probably definitely make a new Urza. Like I can see Double Masters. They need to reprint a lot of these older commanders because I'm starting to starting to get really tired of looking at a commander and paying almost eighty dollars for like a good version of like a good old Ur Dragon. They need to go ahead and reprint an Ur Dragon right quick. They need, you know, honestly, I would not be too upset if they reprinted Edgar Markov in, uh, in Double Masters. Uh, I, feel I know, like they I know a good handful of people who would be, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I, feel I don't. Like... I don't know if they'd ever mess with the commander decks like that, but. Well, it says up here in their own. That's the thing I hate now is that commander decks are not safe anymore. Like you can get commander out of the pack, and you're like, "What's the point in buying the commander deck? You can get all the cards of the commander deck that used to be commander deck only. You can just get them now." Yeah. See, this is what they want. I feel like this is what they're pushing now. They've realized mad. They've realized commander is such a profitable thing because this is what this says. Each, uh, the return of powerful legendary cards for your next commander and eternal format decks. They're pushing yeah. commander so hard, and it feels borderline exhausting at this point. I'm glad they're pushing commander, but I think that's what they realize is like, because a lot of people who was playing standard and stuff was started playing on arena, and now they're just pushing commander. I could be wrong, uh, but I think commander is a very good format. It's a great format to push. For a shop owner, I'd prefer people playing standard. I'd prefer people playing modern. I'd prefer people playing legacy because they need four copies of these cards. So me having four Meat Hook Maskers in my store is not going to hurt me. But having four Meat Hook Maskers that not only need, only have one person wanting one is going to hurt me compared to oh. four people needing it for modern or or legacy or standard or whatever, you know? I'll say this, uh, Double Masters is probably going to be really expensive, first off. Mm-hmm. Um, second off, something interesting to note. At least probably three, 300 a box. At least, yeah. probably. Uh, something interesting to note with this. Because uh, Commander, because, uh, sorry to cut you off, yeah, no but Magic went up 11% in 
on MSRP and stuff. Yeah, we're looking at seven dollar set boosters, five dollar draft. Um, no, but double masters twenty twenty two. Each rare and mythic rare will have a foil etched version. That's so we're great. seeing even more of a saturation in the market uh, that gilded foil brought. I mean, yeah. if they if they put out a foil etched version of a tutor, I will track it now. Get it. Which tutor would you want? Uh, honestly, I'll, if it's as long as it's like vampiric or demonic or, I feel like it's too soon to reprint. Yeah, I really I don't. I don't soon. wish they would. I feel like it's um, really too soon for them to reprint almost any tutors. Yeah, probably not. I mean, there's there's a few that probably could like idyllic tutor could probably get reprinted, could. but I mean it was in a list slot, so I'd like to see enlightened tutor get reprinted. Yes, enlightened tutor needs a reprinting. Um, yeah, because... I mean, Enlightened Tutor also was in put got put in list slot too, so, but it could get reprinted. I would love to see some of these older. I see get printed double I would love to see yeah. a lot of different stuff get reprinted. Like some some more, looks like they're trying to push more sliver stuff. I'd love to see more slivers get reprinted. A lot of people are talking about them probably taking the Tyranid box from uh, this com- this Warhammer. Yeah, cover. I definitely see that being and a sliver. They're saying they're gonna just switch over slivers. I think that's really boring. I'd like to see them maybe do like, bro, throw it back. Do hominids. Like, do. Well, I really do, do hope. Else. I do hope with this forty k set, they don't go like this is a tyranid class. That's it. Kind of like um, how how they did with magic, or uh, how they did with the Walking Dead set, and they were walkers. It wasn't zombies. They were walkers. Yeah. So you couldn't play them in a zombie deck. Because they would not count as zombies. So, like, you could have a good card here, but they're not going to help you out because they're not zombies. They're I, only walkers. They're I only going to help with certain walkers. Something interesting to note is I think they're already kind of stepping away from that. Because if you look at the commander decks, obviously one of these isn't a uh, one of these isn't a traditional. But the typical thing for Space Marines that we've seen so far is a Stardis Warrior. So, you know, if you've got a red or white one, you can use it in... Ah, uh, what's that deck that benefits off of uh, warriors attacking? You can use it in warrior tribal, regardless. Um, so, like, even though they're Astartes, you can still use warrior tribal as something. And they're reprinting Fabricate in, uh, more than likely in the, uh, I can definitely see the Imperium one. Because this is Forces of the Imperium, I can definitely see it being centered around uh, Artifacts. Mainly because I, I don't, love artifacts. I don't know why they would put fabricate in there if they were not focusing on like the forty k uh, Imperium aspect of artifacts and, and creation stuff. Because fabricate uh, two colors and a blue. Search your library for an artifact card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand and shuffle. Um, fabricate, fabricate, baker's man. I would like to see them lean more into the Necrons being like that because they are literal. Fucking metal warriors that sound just like mirrors. I felt like um, I felt like Necrons are definitely going to be zombies. Well, they're mono black, uh, so and I think it's going to be a really good zombie deck. But I don't know. It's mono black. It's the first monocolor commander deck you can buy pre-constructed, which is. Really is it? Yep. Not the first. This well, can't be the first. Twenty fourteen decks. 2014 decks? Yeah, they were mine. That's right, the Planeswalker Commanders, yep. 2014 decks. This will be the first one in... Maybe a reprint on the Dalians? In seven years. This will be the first one in seven years. So, um... Oh, God, if they did medallions. <laughs> I think the only reason they wouldn't do medallions is only one of them has green. <laughs> well... Um, I hope the Tyranid one, I, I do hope it 
it functions similar to how we saw the Cavaretti's function, where you're just getting buffs for like swarms. I do. I really do hope they keep a lot of the new cards just to these. Like it don't get reprinted in a set or anything like that. Maybe a secret layer, whatever, but not in a set. Like if you're getting it, you're getting it either through this deck or you're getting it through the secret layer. That's it. Like you're not getting it because the next set after it is going to reprint some of the cards in it. And that's the great thing about not having it in a set, in my opinion. The the whole thing... Uh, wait, what? No. Okay, so Fabricate actually isn't in the deck. It's a promo card, and I you can only get your hands on it if you go to your local game store on launch day. Um, I actually genuinely hate that. Well, luckily um, we're a local game store that you could get one from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, as um, long as you come on launch day. Listen, man. Because, look, I'm going to be honest with you, Tyler. I'm not giving you one unless you come on launch day. I'm buying two <laughs> cases of it. I think you could set one aside for me. Uh, Sir, uh, we are not trying to get our WPN taken away from us. That is so pretty. Just genuinely, I think, some of my favorite art that Wizards has done in a really long time. He, looks so, he just looks so nice. Um, so, but yeah, so we talked about here, this, um, so I guess we can go ahead and move on to some other games, we'll come back, we can move our way back to Magic if uh, we, that happens. Let's talk about MetaZoo for just a moment, um, if you don't know what MetaZoo is, uh, it is the next up and coming game, um, it has a lot of following, it has a lot of big people behind it, me and Richard both are very big followers of it we we definitely are like very into it we spend too much money on it uh probably more money on that i probably spend more money on it than magic richard uh recently more magic yeah so uh tomorrow is friday the 13th they're going to be releasing a skateboard that's pretty exciting we are uh what is, a, what is the skateboard so it's a small box. It comes with like two cards, one of the skateboard you're getting and one of that's just a just another promo card. Kind of like the pin boxes. Um you probably haven't seen the pin boxes, but kind of like that. Um they're very like the first set they ever did was very cool. They had very awesome skateboards. This is the second one. It looks like it's going to be more Nightfall, which is the second set of Metazoo. Um Tyler has not played MetaZoo. He don't know a whole lot about MetaZoo, but hopefully through this podcast and this experience we have together, he's going to learn a lot more about MetaZoo. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to get at least one, if not two. Uh, but I would, I'm honestly, if they're going to be a hundred dollars piece or more, then I'm probably just going to shoot for getting one. Um, but yeah, so. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, I do hate that a lot of stuff is selling out super quickly. I do hate that they keep putting out just stuff on its own. But I'm very excited about some of this stuff that is coming that is coming out. Um, I, uh, Me and Richard, I think both were able to get our hands on a good handful of the e uh, eBay boxes and stuff. We were able to get our, uh, our a good handful on some of these other stuff. But yeah, so like honestly though, with the skateboards, the one I would probably want the most, besides like uh, you know, the devil, is maybe the Grim Reaper, but also maybe um, 
crap. What's the name the of that? The manta ray one? Yeah, the manta ray one. That's, pro- that's probably the one I'd want the most just because I play blue so much. But uh, I definitely like Richard, that, uh, Richard most likely is going to want the Grim Reaper if I'm... Oh, definitely Grim Reaper. Oh, right, I don't know. I really want that. The red ghost just looks cool. Too. The red, the red, this one right here. Is that one what that is? That's I, the, yeah, that's the red ghost right there. Yeah, uh, no, I thought, this, I thought this one right here, if, it, if I get the promo card for that, I'm like... That's gotta be worth some money. That's that's probably the chase of this of this one. The chase. The um, what that is his what print. is his name? What's his name? Uh, Scratch. Old Scratch. Old Scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the chase. I feel like, and I'm very very wanting that one the most. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. Richard, your thoughts? Oh, I'm very excited about it. I think it looks really cool. I'm glad that they're doing it for every set is what it looks like. Let's talk about Smokey the Bear, though, for a second Ooh, here. Ooh, Smokey the Bear problem? Um, I really hate that it's coming just to Target, because Target yeah. is about 40 minutes from us. Yeah, it's the, uh, the nearest Target. Ah, uh, is there one? It might be one 30 minutes away, actually. Or 20 minutes away. I don't know. I gotta do some research. Um, but I'm very much wanting the Smokey the Bear promo. I'm, Have you I'll, seen what it is yet? No, I haven't. Have you? No. No. I'm very excited for this stuff. I mean, I was able to get a fan art blister just because Richard was able to help me out and get me one. Um, but it's very, I'm very aggravated with some of these scalpers grabbing stuff because it really helped, don't help the people who are playing the game and wanting to play the game and wanting to get into the game, wanting to collect the game, be able to get the stuff they want. But um, I'm glad that they're trying to change it up where scalpers can't keep jumping onto it and stuff. But, yeah, if you haven't played Metazoo, it's definitely a fun game. If you guys, um, like I mentioned before, Flashpoint Games is affiliated with Metazoo. That is our store. We um, we are an official store for them. We do hold events. Most times they're on Saturdays. Um, if you just check us out, we'll be there. But is there any finishing notes anybody wants to leave off on about any of the stuff we talked about today? Anything that maybe didn't get said that we should discuss a little bit or anything before that? I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't think it's really. Um, I don't think it's really related to news. Um, I definitely want to say, um, with like the the forty k secret layers, um, I will be buying collector's edition. I will be buying two boxes of them. Uh, I'm probably not going to alter them in any way. I I I really just want to leave them in their pure state. Whether that means the Necron one is just. So terrible and unrunnable because it's one color. That's fine. Uh, I think. I think honestly, if I'm looking at them from what I know about them so far, and just looking at them, I think the ruinous powers of the chaos one is definitely going to be the weakest. Um, Abaddon's good. Like okay, me and Richard play Commander quite frequently. We both build decks. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, two colorless, a blue, black, and red or Crixus. Um, Abaddon says he has Trample, he's a 5-5, and he says, during your turn, spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have Cascade, where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. Is that something you, like, do you think it can be good? Do you think it would be, like, something powerful to build around, or do you think it's one of those more stompy, really weird workaround commanders? Is it spells... So it's spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less at Cascade. So that could be creatures or anything. It could literally be anything you want it to be. So basically as long as your opponents lose life, which I think if you pair with stuff like at the beginning of your upkeep, like your shrines deck, 
Upkeep damage. Upkeep damage is definitely where you want to do, like, you know, like with Cause the Because it, it totals up the damage, it's not per opponent. Yeah, so yeah. like, another good thing too is this just says during your turn, so it's not even limited to your... You could literally just go to combat and attack. And if they let the damage go through, that's how much of an advantage you have. Yeah. I mean, if let's just say Abaddon gets through, which is great that he has Trample. It's great that he's a 5-5, five five, which means he's not going to die to Bolt. He's only going to get exiled, really, like yeah. pathed. So I feel like if you're building him around that, I think you could go either way. You could go combat-centric or upkeep. I think it would be a very interesting... Uh... I don't know, I think it would be a very interesting Cascade deck. I think this is really interesting. Uh, man, could you imagine you deal like 11 damage and you get Blood for the Blood God Cascaded? Uh, Blood for the Blood God is 8 colorless, a black, black, oh, and is perfect. a red. Um, spell costs 1 less cast for each creature that died this turn. You discard your hand, you draw 8 cards, and it deals 8 damage to each opponent. I mean, that right there, that is the total amount of life your opponent's left. You cast Blood for the Blood God... Anything in your hand with mana value 24 or less has Cascade. Just That's... from you playing that one card in your main phase. God, it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's, it's really good, and you're definitely going to have to do some of your triggers. For me, I love the symbol they chose. Yes, I love that symbol. The skull and the wings is just so 40k and kill team to me. It just it blends so perfectly. I think the Tyranids one is going to be the strongest. I think there's almost no well, way... Well, Tyranids is the strongest right now in 40k anywhere. Um, one of the strongest. Definitely yeah. a strong color combination. I think... I haven't seen this color combination one. I was actually going to ask you earlier this week about what decks you would even build with green, blue, red. Um, but yeah, I think the Tyranid one is definitely has the potential to be the, the big heavy hitter of this one. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going to get the Necrons of them. You think Necrons? Just the mono black Necrons just draw you in? It probably, probably will be the mono. best, but I think that's the one I would get. Forces of the Imperium interests me. I See, do like Esper. I will say, though, I don't like this practice. The problem is they chose to implement this with the decks that I want the most. <laughs> which I think it was their plan. They knew that I would people like me, who play 40k mainly, are going to gravitate towards getting these collector's editions, because we don't want to buy Magic that much. A lot of the people who are going to get these aren't going to be in the hobby. No. Of, of magic they they know that these four decks are probably gonna sit on somebody's like shelf and just look nice yeah and you know that is the reality of it and the fact that i'm probably gonna buy two of them just because i want those scourge foils out of the box but i also want this intact for my warhammer shelf it, it, i think they know what they're doing definitely because as a player who plays magic and as someone who doesn't i see the best of it and it's phasing this out almost. But I, again, I guarantee this commander deck is going to be fifty to sixty dollars for each one almost. So let's. Well, I definitely see. I definitely see a huge increase in price. Fifty sixty dollars so, for each one. Definitely. All right, guys, that'll be it for the, the warp cast. Thank you for joining me, James. Me, Richard. And me, Tyler. Don't forget to check out our Patreon where he have exclusive unedited clips of the podcast. And make sure to check out our YouTube for stuff like our next episode of Super Fight. We hope you guys have a great one.